0: i uh-huh.
1: For us, Brother John, I think a friend of the family has come down with the COVID virus, so we just want to allow the word of God to raise up a standard in our lives. Let faith arise in our hearts to believe, amen, where things would seem impossible. That's when God likes to step on the scene. If you have a prayer request on your heart, you just want to make it known by the uplifted hand as we pray this evening together. Ryan, if his mic is on, we're gonna have uh Brother Ryan's gonna maybe teach us a, a song. He's gonna sing it through a time or two. So as you have your seats, just certainly want to express our greetings and our love to those that are connected with us by way of the internet and say God bless you to you and those that are here with us in the visible audience. Certainly want to greet you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ and say God bless you and appreciate your contribution and being here in the service with us tonight. Brother Ryan you ready?
2: Yeah. We good, Brother Jonathan? Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Those of you here, those of you streaming in, we can see you and we miss you and we wish you could be with you, but amen. We know we're together in spirit and our Lord is with us and that's what really matters. This song has been on my heart for a number of months and I think some of you might even know it. Um, so I believe we were able to get the words in there. And if you would like to join me in singing it, and if you don't know it, it's easy to learn. And I uh, just trust that you'll enter in and worship with me this evening. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? How strange and divine I can sing the Savior, He will stay. I labor I know I am forgiven. The future sure, the price it has been paid for Jesus.
1: Tom really enjoys so I think we'll sing it for ourselves but we'll sing it for brother Tom this evening this poor man cried how many can identify with that amen brother Michael preached a service and uh, had a golf ball and I thought Lord how can I even find myself on the golf ball how could you find me here in this humanity on this little speck of a golf ball called earth but he found me how many have cried out to him? Lord, save me. Amen. God bless you tonight. We'll sing this just a time or two through. If Brother John can come when he's ready and we'll turn the service over to him.
2: I saw the Lord.
3: tonight. Glory to God. Nice to see your faces on the Sunday night. It's good to be in the house of the Lord uh, here in the chapel here on Mount Baker Bible Way camp and there in Canada. So nice to see the assembly and the sanctuary and the balcony and those that might be in the fellowship hall. We welcome you into the presence of God. Amen. Can we sing one more song tonight together? Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I see as we just come into worship. Amen. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Everyone together. Oh, your face is all Attention on Him, oh Lord. Let's just sing it, Lord, you're beautiful, one last time. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Just look, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Your face is on. our eyes will speak to him our dear Heavenly Father it is good to be in your house tonight gathered together connected with brothers and sisters Oh Lord connected in the precious name of Jesus whether two or three of us are gathered in your name you said you would be in the midst of us so Lord we believe you're here tonight we believe that you're mindful of every need every request hands were lifted up earlier Lord, you see the hearts of your people. Even if we don't hear one another's voices, we hear, Lord, the Holy Spirit saying, you hear us, Lord. So unspoken requests, some had typed in, some had spoken in needs of their families. We remember every request of every person, every believer, every family member, every loved one. May you move across... The hearts of your people tonight with your strength and healing. We know even among us here at the chapel, there's needs. There in Cloverdale, there's needs out across the internet in many homes that cannot be together. Lord, we are into the homes and into the personal lives of one another now because we're in your presence. And you can say anything to us that's on your heart. We appreciated the service this morning. Our brother Murphy You're using his heart and life. I pray pray again tonight, you would, Lord, as you've used the brothers and sisters already to create an atmosphere. May you bring healing and deliverance and your power and even salvation tonight in this service as our absolute remains. You are our absolute. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. As we feed from your word, may the Holy Spirit come to our souls. Come out through our spirits and our bodies and bring supernatural touches, Lord. And we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll turn to the scripture tonight. Psalms chapter 127. Thank you, brothers and to those that have played tonight. And we'll turn to a place in the Old Testament and a place in the New Testament. God bless you tonight. And, uh. Thank you to the brothers that worked overtime and extra time to make the service possible, uh, even tonight and in the in the building here on the U.S. side. And uh, we thank you for giving your lives and for the gospel. Tonight we want to speak on our absolute remains. Our absolute remains. And just for maybe a, a thought, as we're going to read in our scriptures here, the Lord is building this house. The Lord is building this house. And we want to remind uh, those in Cloverdale that we can see you. So when you respond, when you raise your hand, when you uh, acknowledge or uh, the Lord sees you. But we're also connected together tonight. God bless you. Uh, Psalms 127. Just the first two verses. This is a song of degrees for Solomon. The Bible says, accept the Lord, build the house They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early. To sit up late. To eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Now that second verse is good for all of us tonight. Or someone that may be suffering from being anxious or nervous or upset, the Bible says he giveth his beloved sleep. And so in this time of trouble in this time when Satan might be trying to just maybe shake your life to let you know that God gives his beloved sleep. And in the first verse, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it unless the Lord is establishing unless the Lord is continuing, Unless the Lord is guarding over and keeping this house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Aren't you happy that the Lord is keeping us tonight? That's why we're speaking on our absolute remains. Because the only thing that's certain is the word of God. Everything is shaking around us in the world. But our absolute, the Word of God, it just remains. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. It's in the New Testament. But just right along with this thought of the Lord is building this house. And I want you to be thinking of, of uh, the Lord is building this house. Speaking of your own life as a believer. But also the house and the body of Christ. The Lord is building this house. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. In the New Testament. Oh Paul speaking to us. Can we read it together out loud. All of us together. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. We believe the word tonight. Let's read that one more time together out loud. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you. Will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. I think we could just about close and all go home. And if we believe these three verses. And applied it to our lives. We'd have a wonderful week. Do you all agree? Okay. Well we gave the title. We read three scriptures. And we prayed. And God bless you. God bless you tonight. Our absolute remains. May the Lord encourage you as we feed from the word. You can have your seats tonight. Our scene opens tonight. This evening in the home of a Christian family. It opens up tonight. I just want you to see this Christian family with a father and a mother and their children. The father travels a lot out of town. He's away and the mother has left home many times. A lot to raise the growing children. This mother is about 44 years old. It's a nervous time of her life. And the children, as the years go by, they become familiar with their mother. So when the father comes home, sometimes they would do things that the mother uh, would want to correct them. And they, she would want to give them even, uh, you know, uh, correction, we would say. And the father, because he had been away, he just kind of had a soft heart many years went by like this and this was a wonderful christian family and this one occasion that happened as we just step into this uh drama tonight something happened with one of the young children and his name was joseph and uh, in the home something happened it's a really a bad thing happened and the mother wanted to give him a licking wanted to give the little boy a licking and And the father, she spoke to the father and said, give him a licking. And and the father said, I ain't just got the nerve. And the mother said, well, yes, if you had to put up with him. And she slammed the door right in the father's face and left the room. Now, the father, and this has always been amazing to me, how when this happened in the Branham family, how brother Branham immediately thought, well. The the poor little fella didn't mean that. He, He actually wanted to forgive her immediately. And knew that she was in a nervous time of her life. They've been married over 22 years now. Since the October 23rd was their anniversary. And now it's over 22 years. And. She had got into a nervous time and, and she just slammed the door in Brother Branham's face and went into the room. And Brother Branham was just thought, oh, she didn't mean to do that. And he just kind of was going to let it go and forgive her. And he went out to wash his car, to get uh, the dust off of his car. And when he got out there and started cleaning his car, the Holy Spirit, he said, didn't like that. And he said, go tell her. And he begins to bring remembrance back to Numbers chapter 12. If you'd like to write that down, Numbers chapter 12, you can read it maybe this week, uh, verse 1, down through the chapter. And he was talking about Miriam uh, and Aaron making fun of Moses because he had married an Ethiopian girl. And someone that wasn't part of uh, the Israelite uh, believers, you would have said. And Miriam and, and uh, Aaron made fun of Moses. And God didn't like that. And it goes on to speak about that in, in Numbers chapter 12. And how Mar- uh, Miriam broke out with leprosy. And Aaron came and cried out to Moses about their sister having leprosy. She was dying and Moses run in to intercede for her to the altar. And the whole pillar of fire came down. And, and, and they called in. And you can read about it. How the pillar of fire came down. Aaron was in on this too. and And God called them all in together. But God healed Miriam of her leprosy. God healed her of this situation, and and um, God didn't like what uh, Miriam and Aaron had said, and so now this is all coming crashing in on Brother Branham, and he says, "Well, uh, the the voice spoke to him and said to go in and tell Sister Branham." So he run in, and she was in the other room. And Brother Branham knocked on the door, and she had shut herself in there. She said, "I want he's, I want to talk to you just for a moment, and I want to tell you what he said." And he said, sweetheart, you know how I love you, but God didn't like that. You oughtn't to have said that and immediately... After that, she took a trouble in her side. Now, this is an account I'm taking out of Look Away to Jesus, nineteen sixty-three. Right at the end of the year, Brother Branham's giving this to the Branham Tabernacle. It's actually the last. It's it's the last example of the five things that he spoke about about the opening of the the third pool, and it was the examples about the squirrels and the fishy and the storm and Sister Wright's a son's uh, being saved and now this is the fifth example and I want to bring it tonight into this service about the Lord building his house bringing it down to your homes and to my homes because it was something that Sister Branham did just when she was nervous that her her husband would have forgiven her immediately but the Holy Spirit didn't like that and immediately something started a trouble in her side And and they had to go over to Louisville. And Dr. Uh, Arthur. He took a tumor there. And and, and it was on her left side. But it was something that had happened 16 years before that. And I want to go back 16 years in this story. Just to bring a foundation to this. I'm also bringing this out of his unfailing words of promise. Just a few weeks later. That Brother Branham gives the same account. But 16 years before that. Brother Branham was uh, with Brother John Sherritt, uh, which was a minister. And they were speaking about a lady that had been dead and had come back to life again with cancer in her heart. And Brother Branham was going to California. And there was a sister, uh, Maliki, that was there. Brother Paul was her husband. And the sister had a need within her body also. And it was actually Milk leg. And uh, I'm just going back 16 years from this time of that happened with Sister Branham there. And Sister Millicum wanted a, a personal interview with Brother Branham. And was wondering how this works when uh, Brother Branham's hand would touch the hand of another person. And she would be able to know their a disease or their affliction. And so Brother Branham brought up his, his own wife and the sister. And they were in the room together. and And the little lady was so sick. And he, brother Branham, put his hand over uh, on sister Melikium and said, we'll see if the Lord will tell us. And as soon as she laid her hands upon me, I said, it's milk leg. And she said, I don't seem to have any symptoms. I said, you watch. And in two days they were doctoring her for milk leg. Now, when when I looked up milk leg, it's something that happens to a a lady that have just maybe given birth to a baby or also to an older sister that would have swelling in her legs. And she had this difficulty. And in his unfailing words of promise, Brother Bonham said, Paul's wife had just give birth to a baby. And they were fine Armenian people, and the wife was sick. She and my wife went in there, and, and she laid her hand upon mine, and quickly it buzzed. And she had there was an evil life inside of her. It was milk leg. She had no symptoms of it then, but a few days afterward, the doctor was doctoring her for milk leg. And, and, and the sister said, oh, that's marvelous, Brother Branham, how that happened. And, and, and then Brother Branham goes into this account, how the sister says, well, does that happen all the time? Does that happen uh, to every person? That Does it work on everyone's hand? And Brother Branham's explaining that. Um, If there's something wrong with the patient, he said, See, he said he had his wife right next to her. He said, I'll put my hand on my wife here. There's nothing wrong with my wife. And he said, looky here, honey, put your hand on mine. And as soon as she put her hand on mine, brother Branham saw that she had a cyst on her left ovary. He said, you do have Female trouble. Now, I'm bringing this into the service on this Sunday night to speak about our absolute remains. The Lord is building the house. Here, Brother Branham is living in his own home and his own house with his own wife. And doesn't recognize a need until it's revealed. He said, oh, my wife doesn't have any problem. And as soon as that hand was laid on him, he said, yes, you do have a cyst on your left ovary. You have female trouble. And Sister Branham said, I don't feel no different. And I said, but you do have it. Remember, this was 16 years before. Brother Branham said, Becky was two years old. My daughter, uh, that she had just played in the service. She was older then. And then two more years went by and Sarah came on the scene and she was with cesarean. And I asked the doctor, our doctor in court in town there, when you have her open, look at that left ovary. And he did. He said, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong that I saw. I put my hand in there. Uh, uh, Brother Branham put his hand on his wife and it was still there. Four years went by, he said, and, and, and then here comes Joseph, and I asked him, the doctor, to look again on my wife's ovary, and he said, there's nothing wrong, and Brother Branham put his hand on his wife, and it was still there, and so they just forgot about it. Think about this need, this situation in a family, in a house. And even a prophet, it wasn't coming to the surface until years and years had passed. Now, many times as believers, we want to cover over the weaknesses or cover over, you know, things in our families or in our lives that might be embarrassing. And Brother Branham mentions that. He said, I'm going to say some things here that's going to go, going to be a little scratchy. But I must tell the truth no matter what it is. I've always hated to say that my father was a bootlegger. I'd hate to say that, but it's the truth. And if there's something wrong, he said, let's straighten it right here. Don't wait till we get up there. He said, I'd like to say good things, but we must say the bad things too. So he's speaking about this situation with his wife that 16 years ago he lays his hand on her. Then they have one another child and he asked the doctor to see and the doctor couldn't see it. Then another child and he asked the doctor, is there something on her left ovary? There is nothing there. And and another child and as the years go by, they just forgot about it until brother Branham came in from a meeting and his wife is now 44 years old. At a nervous time of her life, maybe stressed with raising all of these children. And Brother Benham goes into that and talks about how she was ten years younger than him. And Brother Joseph, he said, was strictly a boy running through the house and things and put more, he said, gray hairs on her as he did on me. And 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 Joseph came in and just sassed his mother. Sassed the mother. And when, and, and then he run to me and he know he'd get a licking from her. So she said to me, said, Billy, give him a whipping. And he put his arms around me saying, Daddy, I'm sorry. Daddy, I'm sorry. He knowed my soft spot. And I said, oh, honey, let's just forget about it. And Brother Brown said, my wife and I with this Bible before me has never had a word in our life. But all at once at that nervous time of life, she slammed the door right in my face. She said, then you should take care of him a while and slammed the door and went in. I thought, my poor little fellow, what she was all going through in her herself. And, and I walked out and I said, Joseph, come out. I said, and I took him. I said, Daddy should give you a licking. But I said, uh, because you repented. Remember my patience is gonna run out one of these days and that repenting, you've got to bring forth fruits meet for repentance and prove to me that you're really mean it. If you love me, then you're mind me. So I went out and I said, I'll wash the dust off of my windshield of my car and I started to wash the windshield and as I did a voice said, turn and read the scripture. Read it in the scripture about Miriam and Moses and Aaron and how Miriam got leprosy. It's Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 16. And Brother Brown said, I just imagined that and I kept on washing and it came really loud. Go tell her. Well, it scared me. I went in and I read in the Bible what it was all about. And oh my, he said, it scared me. He said, I had forgot about that. But I didn't notice it, but she did. She was the one that noticed it. And she was my wife. And I would die any time for her, but God noticed it. And then Brother Bantam said, my Bible's laying in front of me. I went in and she went into the room and shut the door. And it was in the sewing, sewing on the sewing machine. And I knocked on the door. I said, sweetheart, I want to talk to you for a moment. She said, what do you want? I said, honey, open the door right away. I got a word from the Lord that kind of sobered her up a little bit. And she opened the door and, and, and we come in and I said, sweetheart, now, you know, as much as I love you, I never thought nothing about it. She said, but Billy, I'm so nervous. I said, I know, but he didn't like that. That didn't please him. And and, and he told me there to read, come in and read this scripture. And so help me within a few days. She took a pain the left side and we had to go home and it kept getting worse and kept getting worse. And I prayed for her. And it kept getting worse. I was thinking of this when Brother Murphy was speaking this morning about how when you pray. And, and, the, and the striking of our lives. And Brother Branham said it was testing our faith. And we constantly, we prayed. And the more we prayed, the bigger that the tumor growed. Till it got to a place where it was sticking out on the side of her. And we kept it quiet. Just a few of the people here knew it, trying to see what would happen. You know, today it would be out on the, you know, people's Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. They'd be texting. it. But Brother Branham said we kind of kept it quiet. Just a few of the people here knew about it. And and Brother Branham now this begins to grow on his own wife's side in the left ovary. Something that 16 years ago had, had already been laying there, but it was just manifested in a weak time, in a Nervous time in a situation, and I've always thought it was amazing, Brother Matt, how that Brother Branham would have quickly forgave it. He, he it's, it's like Brother Branham, the Lord, she's nervous, and it's like he just would have let it go. But it was something that the Lord wouldn't let it go. that's what I want to show you tonight, how the grace of God and the attitude of a husband to deal with situation and the way that God dealt with the situation, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build the city. We're speaking about your life. We're speaking about our family. We're speaking about the, the believers. And how except the Lord keeps the city, unless the Spirit of God is keeping our city, the watchman will wake up and it's all in vain. So here Brother Branham is in a kind of a situation because now it's in his own home, it's in his own life, and and she took a trouble in her side. And so they went to Louisville, Dr. Arthur was there and found a tumor. In the left ovary that he that I had found 16 years before and the doctor said there's a tumor on the left ovary about the size of a walnut and I said what about it doctor and he said let's see what happens bring her back in a few months about two months or something and we took her back in and it had grown from a walnut to the size of a lemon said it better come out if that gets soft and turns malignant i said well my my we're going to tucson and the lord has sent me to tucson and they sent me up to 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 a female specialist and he he didn't want it want it on his hands because they had heard about the ministry of brother branham and things and the female specialist and things and i'm just skipping down some things As Brother Branham was just dealing with the different doctors and things. And it moved from a walnut to a lemon. And then when they finally did do an x-ray after their vacation. It was the side of an orange. He said Mr. Branham I sure appreciate your faith in almighty God. I'm a Christian too. Dr. Sheen tells me you're a faith healer. But he didn't understand I'm not a faith healer. I said I just believe God. I wonder how many tonight can say, we believe God. He's our absolute. He, he's the thing that is sure tonight. When everything in this world is falling apart, when it's uncertain, the only thing that's certain is the Word of God. And when I say are, I mean all of us. So There's not one here and one And We're all a family. We're one in Christ. It's the body of believers. Our absolute tonight remains strong. So now it begins to move from a walnut to a lemon to an orange. And they say, if it's malignant, you, if, if it goes malignant, you ain't going to have a wife. And he said, I realize that, doctor. He said, are you against it being taken out? No, sir. But we just have a reason. Just let it go a little while longer, won't you? He said, well, I tell you. And now they're going back to Tucson and they find a man there after 30 days. They took another look at it. And he said, it's the size of a grapefruit. Getting really big. It it must come out at once. He said, well, Brother Branham had to go on these meetings. And he went up north, uh, even on his vacation. And that would would have been in that October season. You can look in 1963 and follow Brother Branham down through New York. Down through Morris Auditorium for Revival. And on the road back, they had to go through Louisiana to Brother Jack Morris Church. And, and Brother Branham, now I'm just coming to the end of this account to lay this long foundation. Here Brother Branham's dealing with a situation with his wife. And he calls up his wife. The night before she had to go in and said, Honey, tomorrow I've got to go to the, she said, I've got to go to the doctors again for an examination. She says, Bill, I haven't been able to move my left leg this whole week. And look away to Jesus. Brother Branham quoted her as saying, Bill, I can't even stand my clothes to touch it. It was just way out like this on her side and her and her leg like that. Just think about now a size of a grapefruit sticking out on one of our sister's leg. And she began to just hobble along. And the she said the worst week she had ever had. And she's sitting here listening to me. He said the worst week she have ever had. And he's on the phone with his wife. I've got to go the day after tomorrow for that examination. And I thought, oh God, if they cut it out, it'll keep us from going home at Christmas. That's Jeffersonville. They wanted to go back to Jeffersonville. This is 1963. This is after the seal. This is after token. Desperation. After Christ is the mystery. This is now getting into the fall, October, his vacation time, their anniversary time. Now it's getting into November. And Brother Bradham is dealing with these things coming down through Louisiana and his wife is saying, it's been the worst week of her, my whole life. And I thought, God, if they cut it out, they'll keep us, it'll keep us from going home at Christmas. And I've done told the people I'll be there. Brother Blattam said, well, tell him if he's going to operate, let it go a little longer till after Christmas. And then I got to thinking it might be malignant and turn over here. And that's a bad thing if it runs back into the kidneys. If it goes straight to the kidneys there, it gets malignant. It'll kill you. And I said, what can I do? Mita said, well, now you call me, said the day after I got in Shreveport. That would be the day after that. When I got in Shreveport, she had the examination. And Miss Norman went in with her and there was a specialist. Branham talks about the time change and things and speaking to his wife. He's a minister at his post of duty. Here's a minister, I would say a prophet, coming down from New York, down through Louisiana. His wife is suffering with this huge left Ovary with a huge tumor and, and, and now they're just coming to a time it's got to come out. And Brother Branham's now left alone in a room. Remember, unless the Lord builds the house, all the labor's in vain. And he's left alone in a room and Billy and Lois, his son and daughter and law, were going to come and pick him up to take him and Brother Branham got into a place that he remembered before where he got all lonely. Because he had had a first wife that was Billy Paul's mother that had passed away and he remembered the time when he got really, really lonely. I'm bringing this into the account tonight because it means something for what the Lord wants to say tonight. He got really lonely. Lonesome and the kids were gone and she was gone and he said I had to go through that one time, go back to an empty house and I buried that wife hope and now it's all over again. And I got down and I thought I'll pray and go pick up Billy and Lois. And I got down to pray. I said, Lord, I miss them this morning around here. Said, I pray that you'll help them and bless them. May we come back to this place again. I know they're out there because you sent me there on a vision. He's talking about out to Tucson and you fulfilled it. And I'm waiting to, I'm I'm wanting to wait to see what you're going to tell me to do next. His brother Branham, just sensitive, just walking. And now his wife has a physical need and he's looking to the Lord for direction. He said, God be merciful to her. Now he's praying for his wife. Help me. Help my wife. Help me in the meetings. And and then he said, Lord, don't let it be malignant. Let that doctor wait till after the first of the year to take it out. I just hate to see her like this. Lord, she didn't mean what she did that evening. She didn't mean that. Here it comes. Rushing back to Brother Branham of her saying something that Brother Branham would have easily forgave. But the Holy Spirit. Now it's two years into this trial. And it got bigger, and it got bigger. And Lord, you know she didn't mean that. Not one time has she ever said one word about me going to the meetings and staying months or whatever it was. Not one time has she ever opened her mouth about it. She would wash my clothes and at the cleaners, wash my shirts and everything, get ready to go. And then she wonders how she can serve God. And Brother Branham just interjects this. You women, as you serve your husband, you serve God. And he said, now when I'd come in all tired and wore out from meetings, people coming from everywhere, I'd have to go out somewhere on a fishing trip or a hunting trip. And he said, "Why well, many women would have blown up at that. But what did she do? She got my hunting clothes ready for me and let me go. I said, Lord, she didn't mean that. And I said, she's had to be cut three times on account of her being in Caesarean. Talking about the way that all their children had to be born was the Syrian. And Brother Branham's entering into the burden of his wife. She didn't mean to do that. She's had to be cut on three times. I hate to see her have to go through it again. And then I heard something in the room. And I looked up and a voice said, stand up. Said, whatever you say, that's the way it'll be. Brother Branham was kneeling down at a little Ottoman. he described Brother Palmer that had made the Ottoman for him. They'd get down to pray on this before this Ottoman and they had Hoffman's head there in the room and they the children and Amida would pray for Brother Branham and he would pray for them. now he's all alone and now he's in, in a room there uh, all alone and a voice says, "Stand up. Brother Branham stands up whatever you say. That's the way it'll be. I waited just a moment. And I said before the doctor's hand shall touch her. The hand of God shall take the tumor away. And it won't even be found. That's incredible. Here's a man entering into intercession for his wife. He didn't get belligerent against her. He didn't say, well, if God's against her and if God allowed that, then I'm going to just stand back too. Nobody was entering into a burden. He was making contact with her, speaking about how what she had gone through. and Oh, we need more of that in the family and in the house of God. Unless the Lord build the house, then we're all laboring in vain. All of our trying, all of the work, all of the effort is in vain unless the Lord keeps the city. Here's the Lord keeping a city, a prophet's wife about to go in for this serious operation. Now under the authority of the word, he says, before the doctor's hand shall touch her, the hand of God shall take the tumor away and it won't even be found. Brother Branham said, that settled it for me. I never called her. We we just went right on. I went and got Billy and Lois. Went to Shreveport. And the next night I called her. Isn't that incredible? Today if something like that happened to one of us. We'd be texting and calling. Oh, this happened and that happened. Brother Banham just let it go. Letting the Lord work on the other end. Letting the Holy Spirit work with his wife. Well, the next night. I called her and she was so happy. She said, Bill, I want to tell you. And she's here and she can verify this. She had to hobble her way into the doctor's office. Into the room there, sister. Norman that had brought her in there and they put the gown on for the examination and the doctor came out. She could hardly get up on the table. Maybe sometimes that's how you and I hardly are able to get up into our lives or about our positions and we're just hobbling around and bearing these burdens or got needs and it's just struggle even to walk right. Sister Norman's having to help her with her gown. Get up on the table. And the tumor. Remember it was the size of a grapefruit. She's just had the worst week of her whole life. It's hanging off the side of her. And the doctor came in and was talking to her. And he came up to raise back the sheet. To touch her. And just before he touched her. It left. Mother Branham said, in unfailing words of promise, when the doctor came in to raise back the sheet to touch her side, a real cool something swept over her. And the tumor was gone. There was no more tumor. And she lay there and he touched and said, Mrs. Branham, that tumor was on the left side, wasn't it? She said, yes, sir, it was. And he turned her right back under the x-ray machine. And he went and got her the diagrams and went through the examination. Again, he said, Mrs. Branham, I can't explain it. But that tumor uh, isn't there no more. That tumor is gone. Brother Branham said, that's the truth. So help me. God Almighty knows it's the truth standing here. The doctor's hand wasn't that far from touching her until a cool something swept over her. She had to be helped by Miss Norman and them, helped up on the table and the diagram and the x-rays and everything of the tumor. And there wasn't one sign of it. And she has not had a symptom since. And that was about two weeks before Christmas. God still remains true to his word. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. God who can create squirrels can take away tumors. He is still the same God tonight. It's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? I wonder who believes that in the chapel tonight. The same faith that was in a husband, that was in Sister Mita, that you would say, Brother John, she just lived flawless. She didn't get upset. She didn't get upset at her husband. They never had words. But just in a moment of nervousness she slammed the door and made a certain comment and you'd say brother John I I would probably let that go too but the Holy Spirit caught that and all of a sudden a physical need it becomes apparent 16 years before it was there but now it becomes manifested oh so many of us would have walked away from the situation and say well God has cursed her or she rose up against God's anointed but here it was a man, a father, a husband a prophet was an example for us to stay right with it and let the third pull be manifested I wonder where you might be at tonight in in your experience with God if you're kneeling down there praying as brother Branham was praying and asking for leadership in his life or asking for a certain need in the meetings or asking for a wife or asking for a husband asking for a young person When he said before the doctor's hand could touch it. One split second and his hand would have touched it. How perfect is the word of God. Before the doctor's hands touched it. It was gone. Now friends we don't know what we're going to have to face in the future. We are living in uncertain times. Even brother Branham when he finished giving this illustration. He said that this can't be explained but this just wait he's talking about the third pull it will not be in operation so perfectly now but wait until that council of churches brings on that persecution that's when it will happen so he's bringing an understanding to the bride. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. Even if there's situations in your life. Even if something for 16 years has laid there. It might even get worse. You say, I prayed and I prayed and it's got worse. You just stay in that atmosphere of believing God's word. You, you don't mean to give up on God. He's never given up on you. Brother Branham said, and look away to Jesus, there's no more doubt in my mind. I know what the third pull is. I know what it does. He said, just be reverent. Just keep quiet. The hour will soon arrive where God is going to do some great things for us. And he's speaking about that third pool now. In the lives of the believers, he's coming into 1964, and if you want to go back and and just look at the 1963 there in November and then in December, that's the, the those are the dates when he was coming into Christmas and them coming back to Jeffersonville, and when he speaks in December, why, little Bethlehem, he speaks Christmas messages. We have seen his star, and he comes back and has church order the day after Christmas. What was it? It was a prophet building the house it was the Holy Spirit letting the, the, the people know that the word is growing the Lord is building this house let us go back to Psalms 127 now as we bring this all of the gifts of God are different all of the gifts that God has put in the body are different you say brother John why did you take so much time speaking about that illustration Of Brother Branham's family and of his life. Because that's what the Holy Spirit inspired us to open the service. With a drama tonight. To let you know God is aware. God knows every family situation. Every personal situation. And he's waiting for you to stand up under that spirit of him. just come and speak the right word. Now in Psalms 127 verse 1. And I'm aware of our time. And we just have a few more minutes. Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. Except the Lord build the house. It's speaking about building or rebuilding or establishing the believer's life. Unless the Lord is building or continuing establishing the family. They labor in vain. Tonight all of our labor is in vain. Unless it's the Lord building the house. I was thinking of that even in this past week. And last Sunday I was very determined not to speak about politics from behind the pulpit. And tonight I'm going to refrain also from speaking about politics. You find that even amongst believers can be so one side or the other. But we are living in a season when the only thing that is certain is God's word. And as believers... Tonight, whether individually or in our families or in our church. That's why I'm speaking about our absolute. Our absolute is thus saith the Lord. Our absolute means the Holy Spirit has the final say. It is perfect in itself. That's what an absolute is. Brother Bradham spoke about absolute. And he said it's unlimited in its power. It's the ultimate say. It's the amen. That's it. That settles it. It's like when the believer hears the word, that settles it. God has given you his word, that just settles it. Our absolute remains means he's got our vote. God's got our vote, and whatever happens, God knows before everything. God is steadfast, God is sure, God is solid. Tonight, it's, and it, it, here we are in November. Our ladybugs are visiting tonight. Here we are November the 8th. Not as bad as last Sunday though. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I opened my Bible in Canada at my office and ladybugs start coming out. I thought, my, here they are coming all across the border now. <laughs> Our absolute remains means it's solid and it's sure. It's not even close to the believer. God's already won. Things might go up and down in politics or in your health or your finances. Or in a situation with a loved one. It might go up. It might go down. But one thing is for certain. God is building this house. Psalms 127 verse 1. Except the Lord. Keep the city. And I looked up that word keep. And it means... Unless the Lord is guarding the city, unless the Lord is observing and has the charge of it, he's watching and he's keeping ward, W-A-R-D, that means he's keeping ward over the city, he's protecting the city, he's saving lives, he's healing lives, he's the watchman on the tower, he's watching out for the believer, he's waiting for the believer. For for you to perform the vow that there will be a bride on the earth without spot or without wrinkle. Unless the Lord keeps the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. And verse 2 is a little verse. I highlighted it in yellow in my notes. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, or to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. That's not laziness. That's not compromise. That is he gives his beloved rest. Shalom. Let God take care of the things that's outside of our control. And let's let us do our part by surrendering. Getting out of the way. Friends we're speaking about our absolute. Tonight our absolute remains. We're going to find as we go along more and more that true believers are in the minority. True Christians, true uh, conservatism, true morals, true people that stand on the word has become less and less and less. That doesn't change God. That shouldn't change the believer. That should only add to, to us tonight that prophecy is being fulfilled. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, and I don't know if it's possible for the brothers to put this on the screen. I asked them earlier today, but Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. Help us now as we wind down to the close of the service. Paul said, being confident of this one, of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it Until the day of Jesus Christ. Say where did that scripture come from for tonight? Well it came from a week ago when we were in prayer with a believer. And we were just in prayer kneeling down. And we had already confessed this except the Lord build the house. And as we were just in prayer this scripture came through our hearts by inspiration. He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. And I want to say tonight it is nothing but the truth. God started the work in your life. God began the good work in your life. God called you to be a believer. And God's going to finish it. This work. He which hath begun a good work. It's a good deed. It's a good labor. It means he's in charge of his business. We're about our father's business tonight, brother Derek. This is the Lord's business at this chapel. They're in Cloverdale. This is the Lord's business. You that are streaming, thank you, brothers, uh, putting that on the screen. You that are streaming from home, this is about the Lord's business, Amen. friends. Whether we stream an hour uh, service or two hours with singing, and the and as they close out with songs and things, I'd rather be connected with believers any day than some movie, some Netflix, some uh, television program, some sports event. Lord, hide us away under your word tonight it 's the only thing that 's lasting i, I don 't know who sings the song. I woke up this morning, brother Ryan singing that song, and I asked my wife as we laid in bed this morning, who sings that song uh, 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 that song in, in your presence and Uh, I'm forgetting the song, but there's another one going through my mind. All that really counts, all that's really true, all that's really matters, Lord, is you. Everything to gain, nothing now to lose. All that really matters, Lord, is you. We sing that song. Do we sing that song? Oh, I guess we don't. Okay. All that really counts, all that's really true, is the Lord. And it's in His presence, it's in His presence that we're drawing from these things. Oh, I hope somebody's receiving something tonight as a sister just last Sunday was in her home in the kitchen and and just speak, she was hearing the word and God met her right there and she said, so thank you for God being so personal to us. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing that He which has begun a good work it's a good work. It's a good business. It's a good art. It's a good industry that God is doing uh, through your heart, through your soul, through your spirit, through your whole mind. It's a good work. I wonder tonight if we believe the last part of that that says he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. Do we believe that tonight? This is the absolute. He will Perform it. That means he's going to perfect it. He's going to mature it. He's going to accomplish it. He's going to bring it to a finish. God's going to perform his word. Except the Lord, build the house. They labor in vain that build it. And here we have in Philippians, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it. That means He is going to bring it to an end. God is going to complete it, Sister Lisa. God is going to execute His plan. God is going to make it. He's going to make it with you. He's not going to leave off anything. Another scripture. Brothers, maybe you could put up Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 10 it's a scripture we've been reading lately speaking of Abraham he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is God and if Abraham our father of the faith had this kind of a looking looking what are you looking at look away to Jesus look look unto him He was looking for a city which hath foundations. And any builder or one that works in construction work knows how important having a right foundation is for the rest of the structure. Abraham was looking for a city that had foundations. Something that the walls could be built on. Something that the city, whether you speak of the beginnings or the middle part or the end. That means I have laid it all down there. He, he, a city that has foundations oh and sometimes you have to kneel down sometimes you have to place things up there like a stone or like a rock or like peace or like love faith or virtue or knowledge I'm thinking about this house unless the Lord build this house and bring the bride to the statue of a perfect man it's all in vain and here Paul is saying in Hebrews 11, Abraham was looking for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. Is that our builder tonight? Say, who's your builder, brother Jake? Who's building your house? Who's in control of, of the house? It's a craftsman. It's a constructor. It's the creator. He builds. That's his art. That's his craft. That's his occupation. And I think we should give glory to God on a Sunday night. He's never lost. He has never lost. The one that knows your future, that's building your house, has never lost. He's our maker. He's our fabricator. He's our producer. He's the chief architect. He's the author of our lives. He's the framer and builder of it all. We are his workmanship. Can you put up Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 brothers. Ephesians 2 verse 10. As Paul was speaking about by the grace of God. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Speaking about for we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Is this on the screen for you? Which God hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Hallelujah. Can we say I am his workmanship? Is God going to fail with your life? Is your situation so out of out of control that you've just given up and get exasperated? I think it's a good time to come under that third pool and say, Lord, let my words, let my thoughts, let me get into a channel where you can back up my word before the doctor even touches her. It'll be gone. Can I ask you, Brother Ivan Anko, what was that cool feeling that came through the room? What was that something as the doctor reached? Just reached to take back, Sister Hofer, just reaching back to take back, and it was gone. Uh, Mrs. Branham, was it on your left side? And, uh, and let's look at the diagrams. Look at, look at the x-rays. The Lord took that away and there's the same God that created squirrels same God that gave Hattie Wright's boys back there gave them their salvation same one that stopped the storm and said go back there and you remember brother Bradham going back down the next day I think they were getting gas or something and the attendant said oh, he asked about the weather and he said yes we were, it was forecasted a blizzard and it started then just all of a sudden it stopped the blizzard's coming down. storm is happening. And the voice said to a prophet, Go back. Turn and go back. And he spoke to the storm. He spoke to the little fishy. Amen. I give you your life. I've been in those very waters there in Kentucky where it was just floating up into the bulrushes. And the brother that was there took us right to the very spot where it happened. Little fishy, I give you back your life. That was an absolute speaking. Oh, little bride, God, help all of us, whoever you are in your life, to know that God is now building this house. It's rapture time. It's perfection time. You say, well, who's going to do that? We are his workmanship. It's on the screen for you. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship means that We are the thing that is being made. We are a work of God. He's the creator. He's doing his work. He's bringing forth his plan. God will fulfill his work in your life. God is performing it. I want to say it like this. This struck me as I was just looking at this. God is celebrating his masterpiece in you. What you thought was a flaw and a weakness... God is actually celebrating his masterpiece in you. You are his workmanship. Hallelujah. He's making you ready. He's making the bride ready. He celebrates his Passover. Oh, praise God. He's celebrating his Passover. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And that just makes God happy. Death is in the land. Death is falling all around us. And God is celebrating with joy a young person, a mother, a father. When he can pass over them and say they're believers. I wonder tonight as our musicians come if we can say Lord I am your workmanship. Perform your good work in my life. Our absolute remains strong tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Ryan, Brother Derek, and the different musicians. I think in Cloverdale sometimes they even come. Praise the Lord. Let's stand on our feet. The Lord is building this house. God's not building a wall. He's building a house. That's right out of the rapture message. He isn't building a wall. He's building a house. He said there's many cuts and turns... That he's predicted in the Bible. And the turns. He said anybody could make a turn. But it must be according to the blueprint. If it isn't. It's got to be torn down again. And we see that in the world. Everything that is not built on. Thus saith the Lord. Is being torn down. It's being stripped naked. But the master craftsman. Has you in his hands. God's got this. He's got your situation. All planned out on the blueprint. God's molding us tonight. God's shaping us tonight. This is faith as our victory. God wants to mold and make us what he wants us to be. You can play something, brother Ryan. He said, but how can we do that? How can God do that when we won't even stand still for him? We want to be our own master. We want to think our own way of thinking. But the bride doesn't want to think our own thoughts we don't want to think our own ways we don't want to be our own master we want our absolute that person that is perfect in himself he's unlimited in power he's the ultimate he's the amen to just speak to you and say speak and whatever you say if you speak peace brother Anthony peace is going to come If you speak joy, joy comes. You speak fellowship and harmony and love, that's what comes. So let it remain. Just let his workmanship remain in your life. Lord, tonight, as we've heard some examples from the scripture and from the message, for our whole lives this has been our strength this has been our strong tower that we can run into and be saved more than a verse in the Bible more than a quote that we just quote someone else saying but now it's come down to reality of Christ in the people Christ in individuals Christ in our families Christ in the church of the living God Christ in the song leader Christ in the musicians. Christ in the ministry. Christ in the housewives. Christ in the young people. Christ in the fathers. It's Christ in us. Oh, Father, let the Holy Spirit tonight as we just end this service and as the time changes happen and it's getting darker earlier and we have to, we're driving home in just a few moments, but I pray, Lord. As Brother Derek was leading songs earlier, I was thinking how he was just having the people settled and just seating, singing these songs. Going back to what Brother Michael Ray said this morning in his announcements, how many are under a COVID fatigue. And it's just wearing, it's just wearing. And what we hear in the world, what we have to face in the world, just wears on the people. But Lord, in your presence... When we hear the word, and when we sing, and when we see one another, when we lift up our voices, it gives us strength. Oh, Father, give your people strength tonight. That our absolute is remaining, and the Lord is building his house. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your holy name, Jesus. Oh, it is good to praise the Lord. It is good to sing in his name. It's good to lift our hands. It's good to speak back to you, Abba, Father, my Father. Build this house, Lord. Oh, great craftsman, great architect. You're laying out everything in the subdivision. Just laying it all out there. Coo over us and brood over us. Fulfill your plan in our lives, Lord. And if there's things like in Sister Mita's life, Brother Branham's family that came up, Lord, even after the seals, even after uh, the opening of the Word, we would say, even up through November and December of his family of 1963. He's speaking about these things in 1964 to let the bride know, even under the third pull, these things come in our families. It doesn't mean that you don't have the Holy Ghost. It doesn't mean that you're going to miss the rapture. No, it's the tender hand of Jehovah dealing with the elect of God, getting us ready. Let that come as a revelation. Let it come deep down in our hearts, Jesus. Those that are home and streaming, let their hearts be full of faith tonight. In Jesus' name. Spirit of God, move. Write your word in my heart in my whole peace. Yes, Brother Derek and Brother Ryan Just come and have a word. Brother Jonathan. Is it on now? Test, 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 test. Is it on now? No. Test, test. Tonight as we close the service, let's just take these things home with us. Let's take these moments that we treasure to be in together. He said he would be with us. Brother Jonathan, can you show them on the screen for the family? in Cloverdale on the screen for us as we treasure these moments together then as we go I trust the Lord has been put something in our hearts those on the internet those at home I trust the services mean something to you
4: God bless you brother Caleb Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for just another opportunity, Lord, to come into your presence, Lord, to hear from you, Lord, your servant, Lord, came, Lord, and you gave his heart, Lord, and spent hours, Lord, studying, Lord Jesus, but, Lord, it was you that came and spoke to us tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, in this crazy time, Lord, this hour, Lord, we are so thankful that we can come to a place, to a shelter, Lord, that we know where we can let off the pressure, Lord. Lord, because we come to you, Lord, we don't come to a man when we come to to a service. Lord, we want to hear from you directly from your throne, Lord Jesus. And Lord, we have tonight, Lord Jesus, knowing that you have everything in control, Father, no matter what may happen, Father. Lord, all you want is to to believe, Lord Jesus. To step up and speak what we need and to accept it and have faith and keep walking. Lord, we are so thankful, Lord, for this camp, Lord Jesus, where we can come and have service, Lord, and, and, and be together with saints, Lord Jesus. Lord, we are so thankful. Lord, we don't know how much time we have left where we can do this, but Lord, we want to take every opportunity to thank you for the time that you give with each other, with the saints. Lord, even the ones that are streaming and the ones that are at Cloverdale now, Lord Jesus. We may be separated by a border, but we are still one body, Lord Jesus, and we keep believing and we will believe until the borders are open again and we can be together one more time. Lord, we thank you for all you've done. Would you protect us as we drive back home and keep us safe on the roads, Lord? Would you refresh Brother John and give him strength and energy back, Lord Jesus? We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Caleb,
3: yesterday we had to uh, spend some two different times at the border park uh, just in visitation and also performing some uh, duties that we had and just meeting four of our young adults there just brought back to my heart how what used to be small children babies, adolescent, teenagers now they're coming into the beauty of late teens and in their 20s serving God and positions in the church and just be able to spend just a few minutes with them last evening it was just another confirmation it's not the church of tomorrow it's the church of today and they're serving you and serving God's body and it was such a joy And as we go through this week may the Lord bless you bless your lives you in Cloverdale we just going to be leaving you now and just signing off in a few minutes and you at home God bless you May the Lord fill your hearts and fill your lives in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week, brother Ryan, brother Derek, have another song, okay? God bless you. The brothers
4: will close in songs.